Joe, you had a dream last night, didn't you? Weird one. I think you did. Yeah, it was pretty strange. What happened? So I dreamt that my neighbor's cat came over and like coughed up a hairball all over our kitchen floor. It was like the size of another cat. So I, I picked that up and threw it away, and then I ended up having sex with uh, Anne Hathaway. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. So much to catch you up on if you've missed the first hour of the show. In fact, if you missed the first hour, it was fabulous. Go to ESPNPGH.com. We'll have the podcast up there. I just put this up on the unsponsored Twitter poll. Should I get Natty Light Pounders to drink with my buddy during the West Virginia game tonight? 100% of the people say yes. But that was the only option. Let's give a round of applause to Tom, by the way. That is his first Quadrant One guest booking since he became the producer of the Crowley Show, and I, for one, could not be more proud of him. I do, I do believe at this point it's a tie with a Q1 guest. You have had Bob Huggins, yep. and Tom now had him on. So there we go. It's all tied up. I think that I get the tiebreaker, though, because I tried to get Seth Davis on, and he canceled, but he didn't. He canceled the last moment. If anything, it's it's almost like you swung and you missed, so it's worse. Okay, what if I booked every other guest this week? Hey, man, Tom can keep going, so I don't know. This is competition, dude. Keep it up, Tom. You take your own. Keep it up, Tom. I'd be more than happy to lose this competition, so keep it up, Tom. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? Breaker one. Now we got a pop bear roll discos in a plain right wrapper near the granny lane, heading into West Owens 376 at the Fort Pitt Rabbit Hole. Ease it on back unless you want to drop some extra green stamps. This is the Smoker Report. You see a Miss Piggy, a Mama Bear, a Papa Bear, bear in the bushes, or a bear in the air? You give us a holler and we'll get you home without the extra freight. 412 922 2874. He's found a dime, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go. Matthew tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. You know that the Waze app is used for what you are discussing regarding potential traffic stops. Here's what we're trying to do, Matthew. We're trying to help people out there, and we've already had two people call in and give us the location of police officers, but we're getting people to call in because a call, I think, is better than you sitting there looking at your phone, looking at the damn Waze app. Yeah, saving, watch the road, buddy. We're saving lives We here. are don't saving te- lives and saving money. Yeah, don't text and drive. Don't look at your phone while you're driving. There's a road in front of you. Stay safe, people. Curtis tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Are you sure you weren't trying to get the Kia Rio back to the future? Up to 88 miles per hour? Gigawatts. 21.1. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. When we're feeling it, this is the best radio show in town. When we're feeling it, we can't be stopped. We're like West Virginia basketball, baby. Or we're like the Pittsburgh Penguins were last night. It's time to get pucked up with some of the best damn hockey talk on the planet. You go to the box, you know, uh, you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. This is the 5-Minute Major with Adam Crowley. Connor Sherry, after Brian Rust got hurt, 
played along Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel last night. And guess what? No surprise. Two goals. Now, on the second goal, he did everything he could to not score. It was like Joe Rokicki in college. Everything he could not to score. He fell on his knees. Puck went through the goal mouth and off of the backside post. It did find its way in. Hey, it's been 16 games. And the guy nets two. We're about to see Connor Sherry go on a run. But I think the Penguins are at their best when Connor Sherry is on top with Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel. He doesn't fit for me on the fourth line. He only seems to score alongside Sidney Crosby. So if you're going to play him, play him up there. That line will produce. At the end of last season, it was the best line in hockey. Allow it to become that again. Then you can slide Brian Rust down the lineup. If you've got Rust and Zach Aston Reese back healthy at some point, and who knows with Aston Reese, but Rust, we shall see, that elongates the Penguins lineup. Sherry, Crosby, Gensel, Haglin, Malkin, Hornquist, Zach Aston Reese, Broussard, and Kessel, and then you got Rust, Shane, and Kuhnhockel. Hello, ladies! And if you want to go with a three-line approach, put Rust on a line with Broussard and Kessel and let them bitches skate. And boy, can those bitches skate. So, either way you want to look at it, Rust on the third line or Rust on the fourth line, the Penguins get better when Connor Sherry is absolutely on the top line. Steel Glory tweets, at underscore Adam Crowley. Dude, you can do better than that. Oh, I was nervous. I thought he was talking about the radio show. He was talking about Natty Light Pounders for the West Virginia game tonight. Nick tweets, at underscore Adam Crowley. Go to O'Reilly Auto Parts website and search... 12-1-G. Tom or Brian, get on it. Perhaps we can actually get a segment sponsored. 12-1-G? I think so. O'Reilly? O'Reilly! O-O-O-O'Reilly? That one. John tweets, step it up, go black and tan. Are we talking about beer? Braden says, I love smoky reports. Brian does the best trucker talk. Just absolutely perfect. I think Brian should just do everything in trucker talk from here on out. Woohoo! <laughs> I can't. I, I can only do it. I can, up the word. I can only do it. No, I can only do it when I actually have a report. It's like something that gets inside of me. If you see a cop out there, 412-922-2874. From now until the end of time, we will break from whatever we're doing, and we will let you know where be the fuzz. So I looked up a Riley Auto 121G. That is a flux capacitor. 21.1 gigawatts. How much for it? Let's see here. I got to go further there. Oh, come on. How many greenbacks? Um, let's see here. There's no price on it at all. We'll have to barter them. It says come in for the price, but it's 1.21 gigawatts. The material compatibility is plutonium. Uh, the working speed, 88 miles per hour. Maximum power is 1.21 gigawatts. That's cheaper than I thought it would be, yeah. given that it's free. It's time to get pucked up with some of the best damn hockey talk on the planet. You go to the box, you know, uh, you feel shame, you know. And then you get free. This is the five minute major with Adam Crowley. Broussard had his lunch stolen last night by Nolan Patrick. The young one, young Nolan, getting after the vet. And it was disgusting. But that Lions had a couple of good games. Phil Kessel and Daniel Broussard prior to last night's game where they looked like bleep. 
They'll be fine. We're going to continue telling you every single game how they do because people care, and I'm going to continue to get tweets about how good Ian Cole's doing. So we'll give you updates on Daniel Broussard and everything he brings to the table with these Pittsburgh Penguins. The power play did wind up getting a goal, but in the early going, oh, my God, it was awful. Now, this kind of bothers me when you have announcers go, the Penguins have a lot of missed opportunities. They left a lot of ducks on the pond here. They really didn't capitalize on the power play. Well, the Flyers are killing 75% of their power plays they're facing this year. The Penguins are scoring on 26% of the power plays that they have this year. So, really, the Penguins going one for four in the first period. It's just simple mathematics. Watch where you're shooting over there, Tom. The Penguins are only given five five turnovers. That seems generous, but that's far better than they have been. Uh, They've been giving up 14 and 12 and 11, and that's just not going to be good enough. Last night, I do think they overpassed, but they largely managed the puck well after that first period, and they were able to pull away with the victory. 412-922-2874. Tweet me, at underscore Adam Crowley. Bell answered a question last night on his Instagram Q&A, saying he would not sit out during the season. But then he stated that he would repeat his stance from 2017 when he skipped training camp before signing his franchise tag tender a week before the start of the regular season. In the next breath, Bell indicated he might not take the field until week four. So here's what I think we know. Le'Veon Bell is going to show up for the Steelers next year and play on the tag if it gets to that point. What we don't know is whether it will be a copy of this year when he skipped OTAs in training camp or if he'll miss week one, or if he'll miss the first four weeks, we do think that he won't retire. I think. Here's what I do know. He's not doing himself any damn favors. I've always liked Le'Veon. I really have. And if you've listened to this show just this week, you've seen how I've devolved. How I really liked him at the beginning of the week and was all Team Le'Veon. And now, brah. I did a show with him before, the Le'Veon Bell Show. Stan Saverin hosted it. I produced it back in the day when I was a lowly producer, making what Tom's making now. And Le'Veon was always cordial. He was late a bunch, but he was always cordial, always nice, always answered the questions, and really, I found him to be a likable individual. But boy, is he making it tough to like him now. Le'Veon talked about his retirement The week before the Jaguars' playoff game, he reportedly showed up just a few minutes prior to the walkthrough being over on the day before the playoff game. You can't be doing stuff like that if you want people to like you. You can't. You just can't. And maybe there are more important things to Le'Veon Bell than public opinion and then being liked. But man, you only got one life. And yeah, money's great, but this actually affects your ability to make money too. It's a bad look. When you're asking for a bunch of money and your agent says, dude, take the deal, and you don't take the deal. It's a bad look when your mama says, Le'Veon, take the deal, and you don't take the deal. It's a bad look when you're talking about retiring if you don't get what you want two days before a playoff game. It's a bad look when you don't show up to the walkthrough until there's about 10 minutes left on the day before a playoff game. Le'Veon, I want to like you, man. I really do. Meet me halfway here. Just cut out some of the shenanigans. Last night, not necessary. That's the stuff. Dude, cut it out. 
I'm usually all about social media. I'm all about expressing yourself, but I'm also about, I think, because I host a radio show, coherent thought. And what Le'Veon did is something that I used to do all the time in college radio, where you're doing a show and you start out and you say one thing, and then you don't know how to fill the rest of the time. So you start rambling, and then inevitably you just step on your own toes. Well, I think that I'm going to show up for week one, unless I show up after week four. I might be at training camp, but I might do what I did this year. The only thing he didn't mention was retired, so that one's out. But if he didn't mention it now, since he mentioned it to my dude from ESPN, Jeremy Fowler, before, does that mean he's now gone back on that? Also, side note, as we like to take you behind the curtain here on The Crowley Show, Transparency, the number one virtue. Whenever I start adding things like my boy from ESPN, which resides in Connecticut, Bristol, it means I forgot their name for a second. If you ever hear me go Mr. prior to Connor Sherry or Mr. Barry Alvarez, it's because I forgot their name. Tricks of the trade here, people. One of the ways to get through a radio show where you talk for three hours and it's easy to make mistakes. John tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. WVU really needs to come out and blow this Baylor team out. No reason we shouldn't win the Big 12 tournament. Carter has a big tournament, exclamation point. Way to stay on topic, John. I feel you, man. No reason we shouldn't win. Will Graves joins us coming up in about five minutes on the Crowley Show. If you haven't checked out our cheese teases... Please do so. At underscore Adam Crowley on the Twitter.com. They're absurd, and I think they're very funny. I keep forgetting that we're having Will Graves on the show. It's like the third week in a row we've done a cheese tease, and I don't remember. And Graves tweets, wait. Gets off, Apke, and I think that's it. And you want to be my latex salesman. TV time with Will Graves comes up next. We'll also talk about Kevin Stallings being Gonzo, Le'Veon Bell spatting off on Insta, and Troy Apke being white. It's the Crowley Show. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. Josh Joris has been recalled from Wilkes-Barre Scranton. <gasps> He's bounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can be done? Breaker, breaker, one nine. We got a county mountie on a hog backing up a meat wagon near the Wally World on 19. Give yourself a brake check and pull back the throttle. Give the 1033 a little asphalt. This is the Smoky Report. You see a Miss Piggy, a Mama Bear, Papa Bear, a Bear in the Bushes, or a Bear in the Air? Give us a holler and we'll get you home without the extra freight. 412 922 2874. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. 
Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go. That's worked a lot better than I thought it would already. Yeah, three people already calling in telling us where cops are. And then, of course, Brian makes it interesting. Speaking of interesting, we're now joined by someone who writes for the Associated Press. Hello, someone. How are you today? What's up? Are you upset with me, Will? No, it's hard to stay mad at you when I have my own personalized bump music, so, you know. That is true. Will Graves, not just someone, not just anyone. He of the Associated Press joining me on the Crowley Show. Before we get into Kevin Stallings, before we get into Le'Veon Bell, before we get into the Flyers and all that nonsense, right. we got to do our TV time with Will Graves. And <laughs> Will, you were spouting off hardcore about The Bachelor last night. Dude, oh, my God. Yeah, like, the, the thing about The Bachelor is, like, not only is it, like, still, I mean, we're, like, what, 15, 16 years into this thing, right? Like... There are, like, quote, smart people that watch this. I know this because I was on The Ringer, which is supposed to hire, quote, smart people, smart millennials that tell us what, that translate stuff for old men like me, right? And I've, I've never watched the show. I've never watched it. Um, and I have friends that watch it, intelligent women watch it, but, like, how do we not, and like, oh, as I said last night on Twitter, like, in the Me Too moment, how is this still a thing? Doesn't make any sense. Does your wife watch it? I have watched it with her, and in fact, not this season, but the season before we watched every single episode, and well, my God, is it incredibly entertaining. Why does she watch it? It, I think, appeals to the inner everyone, Will. I think we all want to be the attractive person picking from 25 other attractive people. I mean, and I get that, but like, the, sort, the whole thing is sort of pre-programmed to like, it teaches you it doesn't matter if you like this person. It matters if this person likes you. Like, that's what it teaches you if you're one of these idiot contestants, right? And, it, you know, I can sort of – my wife and I sort of – I brought this up last night because she, didn't, she never watched it either. But maybe I'm, maybe I'm giving women too much credit here because, like, when it's the Bachelorette, there's some smoking hot chick. You know, look, a guy is oh, – I'm in love with her. She likes me. I'm in love with her. You know, I mean, like it doesn't matter because I'm a smoking hot chick likes you. And, am I giving women like too much leeway here? Am I am I saying they're too smart for this? Should I not say instead they're allowed to be as dumb as men are? Uh, that's what you really should probably say is you were giving them a lot of credit in that maybe they're not going to behave the way that we behave. A man picking from 25 women isn't exactly all that surprising. In fact. Uh, 25 men going after a woman who's hot, who says, oh, I like you. Oh, my God, I love you, too. That's not surprising at all. The other way around, though, you are saying is surprising. I don't know about that, though, man. I think people are people, and I think people are shallow. Even the people who don't want to admit it are shallow. I don't think the, I'm the shallow. The women are supposed to be shallow, right? And then Why? You know, your wife's sitting here, and she's identifying with these women that are getting... Like, what? basically what happened was, my, my understanding is, like, this Ari Leindyke's kid, uh, picked one girl, and then he was like, ah, he met her, and then he was like, ah, I really kind of like the other one, and then he ditched her, right? I mean, that's basically what happened. Right? That's real life, though, Will. That's what happens every day, and now it's just on television. <laughs> I don't know, but my wife says, you know, look, they sign up to be TV stars. Who really cares? You know, for everybody involved is complicit. The audience is complicit. But the way that ABC sort of... If, if this was on, like, true TV, I'd feel differently, I think, so mm. because... A, you know, it's ABC, which is supposed to be still like, you know, a quote-unquote broadcast network. It's Disney! 
I mean, it's sort of like, what are we teaching young women? I mean, I just, you know, what are we teaching them? It doesn't matter. I mean, and I say this as a guy whose choices female-wise have been extremely limited for most of my life. Uh, now, thankfully so, because I've been married 13 years, but, like, for the first 28, like, yeah, I mean, it was like, I, there were never really a plethora of options unless you count the sixth grade dance at one time. So, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I just can't believe it's, I mean, it's so sexist and it's so stupid. And I can't believe that people, like, smart people still watch it. I just, I... Even the smartest among us will, uh, me, of course, included, sometimes you just need to escape for a little bit. You know, sometimes, even if I'm on a diet, I'll sit there and eat 1,400 Girl Scout cookies. Sometimes it's okay to have the trash in your life. <laughs> I know, but the way that it's sort of just like, I don't know. Does it I, I pretend just, to be I, anything I, I, that it's not, be though? Better than this, and women should be better than this, you know? I mean, Will Graves just me. cleaning up America one day at a time. <laughs> In fact, Will Graves, uh, stop me if you've heard this before, making America great again. Uh, he, of course, somebody from the... Did you just say something to your grandma? No, my, my mother-in-law just walked into my house. Did so you just, just say hello? Did you say hi? Hi, mother. Can you repeat what you just said louder, please, for the, for everyone to hear? Say it so that the back of the class can hear, Will. I said my mother-in-law just walked in. I was saying hello, and I said hello to her. I said, hi, Mom, Okay, that's all right. Uh, no, I mean, we'll, <laughs> we'll allow it just this one time. Don't let it become a habit. Will Graves, Associated Press, Crowley Show, Kevin Stallings, fired. It needed to happen for a number of different reasons. But, Will, I will say, I discovered this little nugget the other day. Among all ACC teams, Pitt's basketball program has the highest GPA. Should that be factored right. in at all? Well, I mean, I brought it up on TV the other night. I mean, they have, what, five all-academic teams in the ACC, which is more than Duke, mm -hmm. which I hear is a good school, more than Virginia, which I also hear is a good school. Uh, more than North Carolina, where they just hand West you GPAs. Right. West Virginia still equals best Virginia, of course. Mm -hmm. But... Um, I mean, and the irony was, like, when they hired him, remember, like, the line was, well, he doesn't have to hire, he doesn't have to recruit smart kids, so he's going to do a better job. <laughs> yes. Like, that's the way they pitched it. Uh, I mean, like, in a perfect world, yes, he got smart kids who have taken advantage of the academic opportunities afforded them, but nobody cares. I mean, let, let's be honest, this is a bottom line business, and, and Kevin knows you can't go 0-19 in the conference. You just, I mean, if he was coaching, if he was in the SEC and Alabama went 0-19, and they said, hey, Avery Johnson, whoever the coach is, that is getting fired, he would go, of course, because you have to get fired because you can't go 0-19. Correct. So, I mean, Kevin understands this. I'm more, like, annoyed that, you know, the whole thing stunk from the get-go. And I remember catching a little bit of hell from your fan, friends over on the CBS station because I said, hey. They're not our friends. You know, I said, hey, look, during that weird press conference, the come clean press conference, by the way, not my, it's not my line. Yeah, the guy um, who wanted Stallings to come clean was the same guy <laughs> who wanted somebody's bleeps to look good on Channel 11. <laughs> um, but I basically said, I think I said, look, you know, last I checked, you can get to the Final Four of Vanderbilt 2. Why would you leave the program where you're the winning install time coach? By the way, the program, and let's remember, and I keep bringing this up, Vanderbilt did not ask for a dime for the winningest mm -hmm. coach in program history to leave. The whole thing stunk from the get-go, and maybe should he have gotten, you know, a, a bigger, maybe more of a break from us? Maybe. But, I mean, this is, it was just bad juju, man. It was just bad juju all the way around. I don't wish him any ill will. He seems to be 
relatively forthright guy. He's not a terrible basketball coach, but you know this city, fit matters. It really, really matters. Ask Todd Graham how that works. And, you know, if you don't fit, it's going to be really uncomfortable for you if you don't win, and that's what happens. Will Graves, somebody from the Associated Press, joining me here on the Crowley Show. Will, you tweeted out that they're averaging under Kevin Stallings in attendance 4,117 people. That used to be the hottest ticket in town. You could not buy your way into Peterson Event Center for less than like 500 bucks for a big game. It was off the chain. It was being compared to Cameron Indoor Stadium. That place was awesome. The program was awesome. How did it get like this so quickly? And do you think that its fall from grace is as surprising as the Penguins' rise to prominence? Because if you look at the same time period, those kind of things kind of passed each other in the dark. Right. Um, look, Pittsburgh is a front-runner town. Okay, I mean, and that doesn't make it bad or good. I mean, that's a lot of towns are front runner towns. Miami is a front runner town. I mean, let's not pretend that there's some sort of like hardcore pirate fandom in terms of butts and seats that just show up. Even with like, what what's their attendance gonna be this year if they go sixty eight ninety four or whatever the hell the math is there? Bad. Um, you know, how did I don't know how it got this bad this quickly. Uh, you know, my first year here was. Like, literally, the first time I talked to Jamie Dixon was right after they announced they were going to the ACC. It was obvious he wasn't a fan. Um, what's more surprising to me is is how quickly even the zoo bailed. You know, I mean, that's the part, and I, and I put it in my story today. I mean, the zoo, God love them. You thought, hey, they were down for these guys, and no matter what, what great seats for the student section, I'd be in the zoo too. And, like, when they started bailing in year two, I mean, that's, like, if you lost the zoo, it was over. I mean, forget the donors. I mean, that, that, there's no energy around the program. Should he have been given more time? I mean, I think if, if he stayed, they could be like BC, where BC kept Christian in his sec- after his second season. They went 0-19, and they won two games the next year in the league, and then seven, and, you know, they made it to the conference quarterfinals. But what was the ceiling? What's the ceiling with Kevin Stallings? That's why I didn't understand – you know, they talked about a, Scott Barnes talked about a fresh face and it's a fresh look, and they hired a guy, an older guy with a worse resume than the guy that they replaced. So, and, and you know, I don't. It's weird that I, like, I really don't care, but it's sort of like this. They, they were, Scott Barnes was like a really bad politician, and I could just like it just stunk from the get go. It just did, and, and it sucks because I like college basketball. Hell, I spent oh, six yeah. years in Kentucky covering U of L and UK, which is as crazy as it possibly gets. And I thought, you know, I'm going to a new job. Look, I get to cover the NFL, Major League Baseball, still get my college basketball fix at Pitt. It's going to be fine. And I covered six games this year, I think. And how much did – And my bosses don't care. My bosses yeah. like, you know what? Well, who's going to click on that? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead, someone, please. <laughs> Well, let me let me transition because sure. I, I do want to talk to you about everything here. We just we need to get everything from you, okay? So you should have me in for an hour sometime. By the way, I'm yes, ask you that. absolutely, I should have you on for an hour. And by I, I mean we. And I ask you, please join. I don't just sure. demand things. We'll make it happen. All right, every day. <clears throat> You're not going to get paid, though. I just hope you know. I don't. I didn't think you got paid. I figured that's how it worked. That's so. a fair assumption. Uh, things going very well with iHeartMedia. Uh, Will Graves joining me here. On the Crowley Show. Uh, Will, I like Le'Veon. I think he's a good dude. So do I. He's doing so much to make the public opinion for him not be great. 
I, yeah, I mean, he, he can't seem to get out of his own way. I like him because he's approachable, because even as his star has risen, he has sort of remained the same guy when you interact with him in the locker room and you just kind of BS with him. He'd like to talk about things other than football, uh, which is always sort of refreshing in, in a locker room. I like him. I think he's a hell of a football player. But, I mean, like, you can't – you can't and – I, and I think he's – you know, I think he is as valuable as he says he is. The problem is he's not as valuable as he says he is to the Steelers. Do you think if he was just a free agent that the Browns wouldn't give him whatever the hell he wanted? Of course they 100%. would. They have a billion dollars in cap space. The irony is the Steelers are loaded at other positions, so they don't need him quite as much as other teams would. So, But when he says, you know, what's it going to take for, to show me some love when they're giving you $14.5 million, that's just that's just not a good look. It's not, and when he's stepping all over himself in that Instagram post last night, did you watch that by any chance? I did not. I, I did Good not. for I, you. I was, I was too busy going in for Bachelorette read-throughs. Yeah, I was going to say, it's more poisonous than that program that's on the on ABC. <laughs> uh, dude, it was insane. I've never seen anything like it, uh, apart from my early radio career, where everything out of his mouth was a contradiction, a direct contradiction of what he had just said before. Well, yeah, but that, that gets you elected president these days, doesn't it? Ah! Goodbye, Will. I gotta let you go on that one. <laughs> we'll get you on for an hour. Hi, man. Will Graves, Associated Press. I like that guy. We will get him on for an hour. I think he's actually offended, though. But that's not paying him enough attention. I think kind of down low. I think he is. I think he's hurting. Yeah. Because that's three straight cheese teases, which are now a national forget local phenomenon. And he is just... He's beside himself because people associate the cheese teas with greatness and people associate that greatness with the Crowley show. He's happy to be on the show. Hell, he wants to be on more. But he needs to be mentioned in the cheese teas. And I know that moving forward, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that does not happen. We got to keep him wanting. Okay? It's the carrot that we dangle in the front of who was that guy? Uh, that, that dude. Yeah, whoever. Coming up next. Why I was right about something and all of you were wrong. And in life, in sports, in anything, you got to know who you are. It's the Crowley Show. Jake Jarmel tweets. Le'Veon Bell is delusional. The running back position has an expiration date. I don't mind the fact that Le'Veon Bell thinks that his value is what he thinks his value is. As Will mentioned in the last segment, or mm, pardon me, that guy mentioned in the last segment, he's worth that on the open market. He absolutely would get that on the open market. I'm not mad at Le'Veon for wanting that kind of money. I'm not mad at Le'Veon at all. I am, however, wearing thin. He is pissing me off, and he needs to know how he is being perceived publicly. There's going to be ramifications when you act a fool. And he's been acting a fool. That Instagram yesterday was embarrassing. He should have been embarrassed by it. He really should have. And I feel bad saying it because I like the guy, but the more embarrassing stuff like that happens, the more he comes out and acts a fool, the more he comes out and says something and then does the opposite thing, he deserves all the backlash he's going to get. 
412-922-2874. It is the phone number to reach the program. It's also the phone number if you would like to report where police officers are. We don't want you to get caught for speeding. Today, as I was driving in, I almost got pulled over, and I was scared. Police officers scare me now for whatever reason. Maybe it's because I'm so pro-Kaepernick. But they scare me. So I don't want to ever be in a position where I'm flying down the road, and all of a sudden I see the berries and cherries behind me. I don't need that in my life. I have anxiety enough as it is. In fact, I had a panic attack at the pre-show meeting today. Tom, did that actually happen? That actually happened. Brian? Yep. That's who I am. I have panic attacks. The last thing I need is a cop in my rearview mirror so that I'm pouring out sweat. And he's going to think, oh, my God, did you rob a bank? Are you Connor Lamb? Did you free all the drug lords? (laughs) That's what he's going to think. Because I'll be panicking, shaking. It'll be awful. So, So that other people in the audience don't feel the same way, we want you... To report where police officers are, we'll call them our smoky reports. At 412-922-2874. What, have we had three people call up off the air already and report them? Yep, three people. And on Twitter, we've had some say, well, that's why there are the apps like Waze. I don't want people sitting there driving with their phone in their hand. Because even if you know the cops right there, if you've got the phone in your hand, you're getting pulled over. Also, I love my wife. She drives these streets. Don't be looking at Waze. I got my family out in these parts. Troy Apke's mom is up in here. You want to run over Troy Apke's mom? Do you? No. Then get off a ways and start calling us for the Smokey Reports at 412-922-2874. Or you can report them to me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. It does kind of sound like I'm running some sort of drug operation and want to avoid cops. Please report where all the... Like going five full, Ozark. Full on Narcos on it. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. But that's no, not what's that's happening. that's a really bad idea. Yeah, wait. <laughs> that's a horrible idea. I probably shouldn't have said that out loud. 412-922-2874. I told you that you should have wanted the damn New England Patriots to win the Super Bowl. I know y'all were like, well, they'll have six rings. Yeah, but they've already got five And they're universally recognized as the greatest franchise in the league right now. And they're universally recognized as the greatest organization maybe in sports anyhow. The Eagles had never won junk. And it's apparent by the way that they're acting. We had Wes Euler on yesterday, my Philadelphia radio insider. And he said, man, they be feeling themselves out here. I didn't know what that meant until then, but... Imagine, they're all feeling themselves. They feel pretty down, darn good about what's down below. They're feeling pretty good about everything right now. They're feeling good about them Flyers. They're feeling good about their Eagles. They're feeling good about the 76ers. Hashtag trust the process TM. And now it trickles into my damn hockey broadcast. We got to deal with Michael Kendricks. Is that what his name is? Michael Kendricks? Tom, is that his name? Who cares what his name is? Well, the reason I ask is because he spells Michael with a Y. Exactly. So who cares? Does he think he's a hockey player? In a world of Peters without the E, that makes sense. It would be Mikhail. In fact, there are Mikhails. Deion Sanders has no problem with the way he spells it. D-E-O. 
I E I. Damn it, I still can't spell it. That was good, man. <laughs> Mikhail makes sense for a hockey player. But I knew right away he was a football player by the way he was saying it. There was Michael. And then you could tell that he was not a hockey player standing there next to Pierre because he didn't know why the whistle was being blown. They had to explain to him every single time that play stopped why play had stopped. Yo, if I'm watching Penn's Flyers, rivalry night, I knew why the whistle was blown. I knew why the game stopped. So this is twofold for me. Numero uno. NBC is Bush League as it relates to hockey coverage. They're dipping out of Saturday for Saturday Night Live. It was the outdoor game. Dipping out. Stadium series. Peace. Later. 15 minutes early because we got to get to Saturday Night Live. Then you got Milbury, who's already a doofus. You've got Roenick, who's a jackass. Keith Jones, not so bad. But I think it might just because be because he stands next to those hooligans all the time. So NBC, bad. And bad. Then they're like, you know what could really spice up our hockey coverage? A football player that nobody's ever heard of. That'll do it. I did feel a little bit better, though, with him talking to Milbury during the intermission. Because then they had two people who didn't know hockey chatting back and forth. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. That's 412-922-2874. Oh, baby, here we go. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can be done? Breaker Breaker 1-9, there's a pregnant roller skate getting a blue light special from an evil Knievel in the hammer lane on 376, pointing at the Pacific. Back them up, back them down, unless you want to be the next up on the troll toll docket. This is the Smokey Report. You see a Miss Piggy, a Mama Bear, Papa Bear, Bear in the Bushes, or a Bear in the Air, give us a holler, and we'll get you home without that extra freight. 412-922-2874. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? Please tell me. Please tell me that. And Evil Knievel is a motorcycle cop. And damn right it is. So I'd say the downfall for Pitt basketball was when they lowered the buyout on Jamie Dixon who made 11 tournaments in 13 years. The reason that they lowered the buyout was to encourage him to leave for TCU. And to me, it's one of the worst decisions that has been made recently in college athletics. And in fact, one of the worst that I can remember. You always hear in hockey, don't make a trade if you're giving up the best player. How about don't let a coach walk out the door if the replacement is Kevin Stallings? I mean, my God. Blueberries. We can talk about 24 and 41 and 0 and 19, as Will Graves said, but the most damaging number was 4,117, the attendance under his reign. My God, it was atrocious. 
atrocious. And that's because they didn't win. It's because they didn't create any buzz. It's because the program was broken, and all because Scott Barnes didn't know what the F he was doing and wanted to help out his buddy, Kevin Stallings. Let's get a search firm so we can bring our boy, Kevin Stallings, home here to Pittsburgh. F that, man. And I don't even like Pitt basketball, but I remember what it was. And he screwed the pooch twice by lowering the buyout and by hiring Kevin Stallings. And then he bolted. Peace, suckers. He said later. And he let it just burn and fester to a point to where they are now. 0-19 in conference play. Season over. CBI, mm -mm, not coming calling. NIT, pipe dream. NCAAs, my God, I have a better chance of sleeping with Kate Upton. A lot of words went through my head right there, all of which would have gotten me fired. But people are looking for somebody to blame. People are looking for somewhere to send their angst and their anger. Somebody deserves to be the scapegoat here. And it's the guy who's already gone. It's... Scott Barnes. Now, for those of you who are listening to the show earlier, that was almost a circumstance where I dropped the mister or said the former athletic director or said the current athletic director at Oregon State. Please try to follow along at home. 412-922-2874. What really bothers me about all that, though, is this. In college... If I go into a bar, I'd know who I could talk to and who I couldn't talk to. Uh, I'd know, okay, I can talk to this girl. She might not throw a drink in my face. This girl, eh, mm, not going to work. My buddy, who shall remain nameless, Chris Haynes, was my roommate. And he wasn't going to be bringing home any 10s. Let's say that, right? But every time he'd walk into the bar, he'd walk up to a 10. And it was really sad. I mean, I watched. It was like a train wreck. I mean, you got to watch. A lot of times I filmed. But he didn't know who he was. He didn't know how he should go about that, right? Pitt is Pitt. Pitt needs to know Pitt is Pitt. Pitt can't go into a bar and get the hottest girl at the bar. They're not there yet. They've never been there. That's not the way they get the job done. So when you allow Jamie Dixon to leave, Jamie Dixon was the hot girl. Jamie Dixon's wearing that pencil skirt. Jamie Dixon had a low-cut dress. Mm. And you let Jamie Dixon walk out the door so that you could get what you thought might be the next hottest person in the bar? And it wound up being Kevin Stallings. Hair falling out. Head kind of looks like a testicle. That's the guy that you wind up getting instead. Pitt needs to know who they are. Pitt needs to walk into the bar and get the best available after the top tier. Pitt needed to know that they had, in the first place, the hottest girl at the bar. And now, because they didn't know who they were, because they didn't know how to approach the situation, they wound up where they are now, which is coachless, winless, and listless. Whew, I'm good. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I used to have notes. Notes tell you what's coming up next. Oh, up next. It's International Women's Day. An ode to women.
It's the Crowley Show.